Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Kings Cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy's Stockton with locations in Stockton and Tracy. We are coming off of a draft reaction episode, episode 117, where Ryan and I jumped on after the draft to talk about the Kings their picks and everything that went into it if you're looking for that episode or any of our other episodes you can always find those streaming on the believe podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts bringing in my co-host as always ryan was good what's going on it's a great thursday i'm fucking off tomorrow and i'm golfing so you know anytime you have the day off from work during the week and you're able to go swing the sticks it's always going to be a good day. I got a new fucking putter. I don't know if you guys seen all the the TikToking and stuff, but uh, that Costco putter is comparable to the Scotty Camerons of the world. So uh, I was at Costco the other day in Manteca, and I I couldn't resist, man. I had to pick it up for ninety nine ninety nine. So extremely excited to swing that tomorrow. As always, I'm drinking a Tito's and Fresca because why the fuck not. And I'm rocking the Top Gun stash. I watched Top Gun again this weekend, and I got super pumped. So got a nice thick caterpillar going above the lip. So as you can tell, Eric, I'm feeling fucking fantastic on this Thursday night. So excited, man. I, I And I'm really excited. Who's your player tonight, bro? Let's just let's get into that as soon as possible. Well, I'll get into that. We know we have to knock out a couple of things before we get into the player right away, though. You're drinking, you said Tito's and Fresca. That's the only way to go. I just crushed myself a fresca as well, but I didn't do Tito's with it. I'm, I'm going to do a little drinking this weekend. You know, you know me. I don't like to drink too much in a ton, but uh, I just thought I'd throw out there the random chance of fresca. You know, the thing is, people just sleep on frescas. Frescas are, I think it's the best diet soda out there. Uh, what do you think? You agree or do you, you have a better preference over it? No, no, 100%. I, and that's why, you know, <clears throat> not only is the Tito's and fresca delicious, and you can literally dump half a cup of vodka in there and you can't ever taste it. I don't know what it is about Fresca, but it masks everything. Uh, but it's zero calories, dude. So it's literally like the healthiest drink I think that you can get. So, uh, yeah, man, that's it's literally I've, I've really cut out beer out of my diet, trying to get back in a little bit of better shape, you know, post-surgery. I'm feeling good nowadays. So that, that, that Tito's and Fresca is really a hitter, dude. Yeah, no, hey, people sleep on Fresca and I always think, of the uh, Judge Schmales and Caddyshack, where he's like, how about a Fresca right there, you know? <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's what I was thinking think about. So, all uh, right, before we get before we get into the player, I got to give a quick – we were just talking about before we went on. Shout out shout out to the Believe Network, man. They're starting to we, – we've been on now for about the last – a little over six months. And, um, you know, that's been cool to be on the network, be in the Sacramento Kings signature, signature show and all. But they're starting to really kind of take off, I know. So if you guys aren't following them, check them out on Instagram. Um, they they went kind of hard on draft day and Ryan and I did a 
I don't think we talked about the last episode, Ryan. Uh, we, you and I did our draft grades, which went on there, and you actually filmed uh, a promo video or whatever you would call it that actually got posted and, and went viral. No, I didn't. I don't know if it went viral. I just said yeah. that. But you, you did put on the break. You know, they did say a spicy take from King's cast, you know, because you were all in on King Murray over Ivy, which we will talk about more, right? But I just want to point them out, man. They're at the Summer League. Um, and then also, Ryan, I was scrolling through Believe, um, and, you know, we could say oh, we're, we're, we're hosts on the same network as Cordell Stewart. They picked up Cordell Stewart today, so they're doing big things. You know, so I, thought, I, was, I was like, I need to bring that up to you in the podcast. Cordell Stewart got his own show on Believe Network with Kane's cast. But we were there first, you know what I mean? Doing, we were just a little bigger, you know what I mean? A fun fun story about Cordell Stewart. <clears throat> so when me and Eric were kids, we played hella Madden, right? Like, we've owned every single Madden since Madden 96, Eric always used to use the Steelers back in the day when we played Madden. Like that was like his Cordell Stewart, Jerome Bettis. Remember Yancey Thigpen? Oh, yeah. But um, when I was a kid, I went to the home opener Niners versus the Chicago Bears 2004. And the Niners beat the Chicago Bears 49 to 6. And it was Cordell Stewart. I saw live dude his first game with the Chicago Bears towards the end of his career. And uh, yeah, I just thought I always thought that was hella cool, man. Because using him in video games, always hella fast. And uh, fun fact, he went to Colorado for all you uh, all you people out there. So uh, yeah, Cordell Stewart, man, I, I saw that guy live, and it was it was pretty awesome, actually. So I just wanted yeah, to, this... I just wanted to brag a minute about that. <clears throat> the slash, but all right, Ryan. Before we get to the uh, the player, um, you know, we like our gambling. I put a little bets this weekend on the UFC. Did not do well. My guy, Max Holloway, lost. So I'm a little bummed about that. Big Holloway fan. But if you want to place your own bets, guys, I get the DMs sometimes. Guys, what are you doing? What's the bets? Uh, well, you can join Bet Bet um, where they're the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon Finals. I'd love to see who's betting the Wimbledons. Uh, the Major League Baseball latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Uh, speaking of futures, Ryan, my guy, uh, Mike Evans, is like plus 900 or something on uh, most receiving yards, so I might bet that. Um, if you want to bet, head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Not bad. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Ryan, here's your player this week. So you're, I finally got you last week on your first guess. You did come around on the second guess. So not bad there. Um, you know, you've been doing a, uh, you know, you've been, doing, you, you've been doing a good job with this. It's pretty good. I, I'm going to see how today goes. Your NBA player, he's currently 42 years old. That's his current age. He's six foot nine, 245 pounds. He was drafted straight out of high school, so no college for you to he'll cheat on right there. Uh, 25th overall in the 98 draft by the Indiana Pacers. He's a power forward. He played for the Pacers, the Hawks, the Pacers, the Warriors, the Knicks, the Nuggets, the Magic, the Wizards, and then finished off his career for the Fujian Sturgeons and the Sydney Kings. Power forward. He was a 98 Nations Prep Player of the Year, 13 points a game. If you You'll remember him most. I'm going to help you out. You'll remember him most as a journeyman from the Pacers, the Hawks, the Warriors, and I would say the Knicks. This is what you'll remember him most for. The Knicks. Power forward, 6'9", 245. The Pacers. Oh, so I'll get, he played for the Pacers 98 to 04. I should have given you that. 
Oh my god. Okay. Did I get you again? Shit. I thought I thought you get this one actually. I I thought it was gonna be tough. No, I I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. You think you do? Okay. Yeah. You said Pacers, Hawks, Knicks. You said Warriors. Yeah. Al Harrington. Yeah, it's Al Harrington. I really gave you a lot of a lot of hints there, but that's a good get. No, man. I I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't listening. I was just trying to get the teams. I was I was. I they really that's why I asked you in the Warriors. I was like, all right, I I don't remember. Dude, for some reason, I don't remember Al Harrington playing for the Hawks. That's oh, what I do. The, that's what threw me off right there. But Pacers, yes, Knicks. Uh, the Warriors, obviously. So yeah, yeah, Al Harrington. Al Harrington, good, good get there. Um, yeah. yeah. Initially, I thought it was gonna be really hard, and then I started reading all the teams, and I'm like, well, these are actually pretty standout teams. Um, and Al Harrington was cool, cool player back in the, yeah. in the day. I, I think Al, Al Harrington's one of those guys that if he played now, I think he would have been a lot better because the guy had an offensive game. Uh, he was in, at the time he, you know, he wasn't really back in the day, dude, they had a, a loppy center and a loppy power forward. So he was kind of a stretch four, uh, four stretch fours four stretch fours. Yeah. Like I, I feel like he could have played, uh, you know, that small ball center now. Um, yeah, yeah. Another, yeah. Solid player played well, how many years, 13 years, 14 years, a lot of years, Played on some solid teams too. I mean, he was on that, he was on a cool nuggets team. The Pacers team, the 2000s, early 2000s Pacers were dope, man. People Solid, forget yeah. about that. I mean, they yeah. were best record in the NBA. I think them and the Kings in probably, was it 03, Ryan, if I recall? What's the year that Tayshaun Prince blocked that shot from Reggie Miller? Was that I 03? think that 03 or 04. Yeah, 03 or Something 04. around there. I just remember that season that they were they were solid. And I think they were really good in 2002, didn't they go to the NBA Finals in 2000? Then they've had, as I say, early 2000 Pacers had, had a lot of cool players yeah. and Jermaine O'Neal I think we've talked about him on the show but, yeah, and, and I just um, want to say something real quick and as, yeah. since we're on the Pacers this is totally out of left field but fucking Reggie Miller dude am I the only one that thinks Reggie Miller's like overrated well I think no I don't think you're the only one I've, I've actually seen a lot of people point that out I think that like he was a hell of a good shooter kind of but like oh, not kind of but he he was a he was a hell of a good shooter but it was like dude the guy was like a five-time all-star like, like well, his, point, his points per game weren't, yeah. weren't even crazy. He wasn't even no. like a crazy score. I think he, he just averaged that... like 17 or 17 or 19 per game for his career. So it's like, bro, like, honestly, he just played for 19 years. But like that, honestly, like, dude, his career numbers are like statistics wise, bro. I bet you. Okay. Comparison for Kings fans. Look up Kevin Martin's career statistics and look up Reggie Miller's averages. I'm not, you know, Reggie Miller did do it for hell of years. But like, go look up averages, bro, and I bet you they're fucking comparable. And I and that's just off the top of my head. I bet you they're comparable. So, uh, also, Eric, you you also skipped over, dude. Okay, you also skipped over. Uh, I wanted to talk about my bets, bro. You, you kind of you did the the bet three sixty five, the ad and everything. But I just want to let you guys know, I really just hit on a parlay. Me and Eric were supposed to record at eight. We got on here about eight oh four. I hit. I, I was watching the Dodgers. They are up four nothing. I bet those first inning, five inning games. So I bet twenty five, one hundred ninety six tonight on a nice little five inning parlay. So really excited about that, Eric. I was trying to get your attention while you're while you're reading stuff, and you jumped straight into that Al, Al Harrington trivia. But uh, I have been taking it in the chin a little bit. I went on like a, you know, I was telling you guys, I went on like that two three month run where I was hitting big, dude. I even hit on the Kentucky Derby, and. Uh, I haven't been winning the last couple of weeks, but I am up this week. You know, I just hit that fat parlay today. So hopefully our things are fucking changing over here. 
I, I was, uh, this, I haven't really been betting much, but I finally put the bet in this week for UFC just because Holloway was a dog, like 165. So I took that and um, he ended up losing. I was pretty heartbroken. But there hasn't been much to bet on. You know, I'm not summer league. Not going to lie. Yeah. Confession, confession. I did bet on yeah. the Kings summer league, the game the other day, just because, just for the fuck of it, dude. I really did. And I felt like a real piece of shit for that one. Well, alrighty. All right. Yeah. I'm back in. I'm back in the game. My mic's going in and out right here. Can you hear me now? Yep. I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, you want to just go right into the Kings talk because there's been, you went, so you went camping this last weekend and you were out for like five days. I was on vacation before. So kind of when all the news went down, that's where we were and that's what we were getting into. And, uh, since then the Kings, the Kings, uh, I can't ever say it, Ryan. I need to learn to say it. I was telling you that for the podcast, Kevin Hoarder. Does I say it right? We never yeah, say dude, shit correctly. I, I hear, dude, I always hear like Herder, Huerter, Hoarder. So, I mean, take your fucking pick, dude. I thought it was Demontis Sabonis, and all of a sudden everyone's saying Domas and all this shit. Who fucking knows, dude? It's H U E R T E R, if I'm not mistaken. So, I'm going to go with Herder. Can you? I still maybe I'm just a uh, dumb, which is entirely possible. I don't understand why they call him Domas. I think it's just a fucking nickname that like only only people who like Sabonis plays for their team fucking knows about. Uh, like I never like all of a sudden everyone out there in Kingsland, you get these people on Twitter writing and stuff like, oh yeah, Domas. Like where the fuck did his Domas come from? I'm pretty sure he's got more letters. Like I I don't read very well. And I'll admit that, but uh, I know there's more letters in there than Domas. Okay, yeah. that shit confuses me. It's like one of those things, dude. I, I really think that that like nobody's privy to unless he plays for your team, really. So that that I, one threw know, me off. That one, I remember me and you talking about. Somebody was like Domas, and I was like, I remember me and you like looking at you like, what the fuck are you talking about, Domas? What? That's one of those. That's one of those like nerd things, right? People do where they like. It's, it's those nerds out there that. They want to sound like they know what they're talking about more than they do. So they just say shit like that all and like, hmm, I don't know, man. Like, is that really what it is? Like, no, I know. Trust me, I'm in on the sources. Like that one always confused me. And then and then I got to a point where I got a little self-conscious, uh, where I was like, I don't really want to ask anybody because then everyone's gonna just shit on me, like, and just be like, dude, what the fuck? You don't know this. And and so I was just like, uh, no, I'll let this go. But now that we're talking about it, I'm like, I don't know where the fuck that came from. So if there's someone listening to the show that can explain that to us, but you may be right. It just might be one of those like, oh, bro, that was his nickname when he was coming up. And yeah, you know, I, I call him Sabonis, dude. So I really don't give a shit what anybody tells me. I'm sorry if I didn't know the guys. I did, I'm sorry if I didn't know what uh, Sabonis's family called him. I call him Saboner, and the people are calling that now. I put that early. Um, I was trying to, you know, we have a group chat with some friends, the Vlade's D-Box. I was trying to change the group chat to Sabonis, Sabonis Boners or Saboners Boners, something like that. It was objected to, but. Yeah, well, it's got to be, you know, I, I don't think we've ever talked about this either on the podcast. We literally have a group chat with two of our friends that, you know, the four of us have been Kings fans since we were little kids. We always used to watch the games together. Um, where our, our group chats are literally named Vladi's Devox. So yeah, we've never brought that up either. But yeah, it, you can't change, dude, a legendary name like that to Saboner. Yep. If it, honestly, if we were ever going to change the name to the group chat, I think we would have to change it to BJ Lisa. 
Like that's mm-hmm. just, dude, that is an iconic, like that, you know, that's not even making fun of the guy, dude. That's just an iconic nickname. BJ Lisa. Well, that's, that's amazing. I came up with that like year one of King's cast and it was a lot of it was on Twitter on King's Twitter. Cause I never can, I still be Lisa. That's another one. Don't know how all those letters make that sound. I tried to figure it out. And I, you know what I definitely can't do? I definitely can't fucking spell it. So on Twitter, I'm always like, I can't spell this shit. And I think it just came out one day on the podcast where I just called it BJ space Lisa, like two different names. And, and it wasn't like, I'm pretty sure you spell it like B-J-E-L-C-I-A or E-C-I-A or something like that. Eric literally is BJ hyphen l-i-s-a like it was like capital b capital j (laughs) literally like the name lisa with bj in front of it it was freaking epic so and you know the thing is a lot of people just let it go they just kind of like okay like maybe maybe this guy from king's cast is just an idiot maybe he's a fucking spell maybe but what is it from billy messi he can't even read (laughs) oh yeah when he's in kindergarten (laughs) yeah he can't even read is i i think that people are like today junior a lot of people don't want to bully out there, but I just kept doing it and forcing it. And then, and then, you know, and then I was hoping people would just, would just be like, just, does he really think that's, that's what his name is? Cause have you ever seen that meme that went around where they were like, Oh, and when, you know, we're going to go to Olive garden, they put a L L O of like all of <laughs> all garden, of garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or, or bone apple teeth. Have you seen it like that? Yes, one too? Yes. I used to love, I used to cry. So I was like, Oh, they probably think, like he probably thinks that's what his name really is, is BJ Lisa. Yeah, well, but you, you you know, know what it is, Eric? It's that Sac State education that you got, you know, that bachelor's degree from Sac State. You know, I guess they just pass anybody through up there. Pretty much, man. Oh. As long as you just pay your pay your bills and show your, up and pay your bills and say stingers up every once in a while, dude. I guess you just up, get a degree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I'm, pr- I'm proud to I'm proud to be a hornet, dude. But uh yeah, so all right. Kevin, all that about Kevin. Okay, we can say whatever, but we can agree now that we're not going to say Huerta. Like that, I don't, I, I don't think he's a. Let's just refer to him. Can we refer to him as the Red Rocket? Yeah, it's kind of. Yeah, that's kind of a. a, I I like it. You know, BJ BJ Lisa, the Red Rocket. You know, it's kind of a. They kind of go hand in hand, and then we just get around not having to say his name at all. I'm just gonna force it. I'm gonna say it different every time. I'm just gonna Kevin Hoarder, Kevin Hoarder, Ke- Ke- Kevin, Kevin Herder. Herter. I'm just gonna every time I'm say it different. I used to do that with Bogdanovich. Dougie's Doug. He said, "Give me a hard time" because I call him Bogdanovich and Bogdanovich. Yes, yes. I, 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 or you know, the one that's my that's my favorite is when you really pronounce, you know, really enunciate that Herter. Yeah, right in the beginning, it's like it's like the Stewie. It's like Stewie with wheat thins. Yeah, yes. <laughs> the other is you can't say the hoiter, like yes. he's yeah. Um, hoiter. A lot of people were were uh, that was a big chatter, and I think right away off top, I mean, I like it. You know, a lot of the the issues that you can see with the Kings roster was that the direction that they're going was that there's a you know potential uh, natural lack of shooting in the lineup, and I think with oh you know Malik Monk too. I guess we didn't even bring that up in the mix too, but. With Malik Monk and Kevin Horter, right? They they now have guys who can who can shoot with the range, who can put you know, Monk can kind of put up his own shots from different places on the court, kind of a ver- more, little more versatile score. Um, you know, Horter's six seven, big. Uh 
talk about those players a little bit, and then I do. I definitely want to talk about what you think the lineup's going to look like at, at this point because that one's been I've seen it like fucking six or seven different variations of 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 lineups. So, well, you tell me what you think about everything. Yeah, well, you know, anytime that you can bring in, we'll talk about her, Kevin Herter first. You know, anytime you can bring in a six seven guy who's a career thirty eight percent three point shooter, it's a it's a good thing, right? Like the the guy has he's the the you know the things that's something that's been missing with Sacramento the last few years is everyone always talks about oh we need length we need this and people have been you know putting obviously or not obviously but people have just been automatically putting Kevin Huerter in as the shooting guard honestly he's six seven dude the guy can play the two he can play the three he gives us a lot of length that's what the Sacramento Kings need so again anytime you bring in a guy in who's a thirty eight percent three point shooter. He's only 23 years old. That's another thing. So young shooter, it's exactly what they need. Now going to Malik Monk, the guy's fucking streaky. One thing that me and you knocked the team on last year was you they didn't have a guy that could just go off for 30 out of nowhere. Like a real streaky, streaky guy. It was kind of Terrence Davis for them, but then you know he kind of got hurt at the end of the year. So obviously Malik Monk's a, a, a good shooter as well. Um, I'll bring up his percentages right now, but I think the, the the potential for Malik Monk to just have those games where it's like, holy shit, dude, he just went off for like 35 out of nowhere. He just went off for 30 out of nowhere. You know, that's the kind of shit we need. So last year he was a 39.1% three-point shooter, average 14 points per game. Um, that, that's exactly what Sacramento needs, dude. No more Corey Josephs, right? No more Yogi Ferrells rolling out there these guys are legitimate scores and they're fucking young dude 24 and 23 years old so i'm extremely extremely excited that they brought these guys in there didn't break the bank at all and uh maybe it'll take a little bit of the scoring load off of you know darren fox well that's i think that's why they did it is really important for the kings to address perimeter shooting because there was a like i said there was a real lack of it on the roster like it was almost uh to be honest, it was kind of almost non-existent with the with the current like lineup. Now, um, I think that Malik, the Malik Monk one, I get I'm excited about because like of exactly what you talked about. Um, you kind of do that's that's one of the problems I would say with the Kings over the last year or two is what you is what you brought up is what we've talked about is that they don't have and they haven't had a guy who can just like lead the game in scoring outside of like De'Aaron Fox or, you know, I guess now Sabonis, but even before that, like even with Buddy, like Buddy was a score, but not really. He was more of a shooter than a score, I guess. So he was not as versatile of a score. And then anytime Buddy went off, it was like he hit 10 threes in a game. Yeah. So, you know, having Malik Monk where, you, you know, you have a guy who, like you mentioned, can, I'm not, and I think that we should be clear. Like, we're not saying he's going to go out there and score 25, 30 a game. We're, we're not saying that. We're just saying, like, once in a while, you got to be able to, like, go off. How many times, thinking back as a Kings fan, how many times last year, Ryan, did guys come in and have, like, career games? Like, remember the Denver game? I remember I went to that. Will Barton just came in and dropped, like, 35 points in one game on the Kings. And and you got to kind of have to have players like that who can kind of randomly do things because it's a long season. You can kind of you can scheme out most players in the NBA. Not every like Aaron Fox is not going to average twenty. He's going to average that, but he's literally not going to have 25, 30 points. 
close in that range. But you know, you know, maybe there's gonna be games where you have 11. That shit happens. It's NBA, and I think that's that's always been my frustration with Harrison Barnes since he's been on the roster because Harrison Barnes is one of those guys where he never really has a too bad of a game. He's always kind of average, but he never reaches any type of like next level scoring. I mean, I would. I do not know, but off the top of my head, I feel like I would say the under would be three games that Harrison Barnes had over 30 last year. I could be wrong, but that's what it feels like. So that's why I like Malik Monk there. Um, you, you know, I and and I think that he's better than Terrence Davis, I think. And I believe that it kind of fills the void of what we felt we were going to lose with Buddy Hill when Buddy Hill left as far as having a second guy there. Yeah, 100%. I mean... And, and you look at the roster right now, we're already a better shooting team. Already a better shooting team. And then that's what Sacramento was missing, dude. Uh, I had to look this up, bro. You said that 30 points three times. Not even, bro. Let's see. Well, as I said, under, dude. He had yeah, to hit yeah, the under. The under. The under. Okay, so 36 in game one. Hold on. Let me see. Let me make sure. I'm not oh, yeah. He, didn't he start off hot last year? And everyone's like, yes, oh, God, here's some yes. bars. Career, it's yeah, like. Yes. He scores, so there's 29, that's not 30, 28. And then he had exactly 30. Damn, you might have hit that. Yep, two times. So 36 yeah. and 30. First game of the season, 30. So literally in the next 81 games, that guy scored 30 once. But it's it's something that we've complained about on here multiple times. And, and that's the thing about Harrison Barnes is there's, you know, when you need the guy, when guys are struggling, you're like, fuck, dude, we need our number three score to come out and put up, you know, 30. It just not fucking happened. There's a lot of games of 23, 19, 18, 21. But when you need somebody to take over, dude, that's that's kind of the that's that's kind of thing that that I think well, I've said herder, I've said Huerter. I can't even think of the other variations, but that's the kind of thing that that Herder and Malik Monk can come in and do, and hopefully uh, everything works out, man. So I'm I'm super excited, dude. It's always shitty. I go camping every year up in Pinecrest, a uh, Fourth of July weekend, and it's always fucking free agency while I'm there, dude. And I always miss out, and I always got to drive up to the bottom or drive down to the bottom of the hill to get service and see what's going on. So um, when I saw the Red Rocket the other day, got uh got moved to us i i was really really excited that's some that's something that the kings have needed for so long dude a six seven under 24 year old shooter slash score uh really really happy man so i i think you know a lot of people talk shit about sacramento but i think and, and monty mcnair but i think he's done about as good as a fucking job as you can I, I I really I, I think that he's done everything that he could to make this roster competitive. And I don't think they're done. I do think that a move comes. So uh, I, I like I said, the last week has just been phenomenal. Dude, I'm really excited. Yeah, well, and then with with that, right, you had the uh, California Classic where Keegan Murray had two or three games puts out. I mean, that dude showed up, uh, kind of showed what we were talking about and what you like. You know, everybody always wants versatile six nine wing players who can get a shot off all over the place. But when they draft him, they were upset, right? But it kind of showed us a little bit of skill set. Not that we get—I don't get hyped in summer league, so it is what it is. Like I think right away, people are like, oh, he has to start. This he's going to be the guy. Dude, all this stuff, right? It's like yeah, it's the summer league. Like not even the summer league. It's the California Classic. That's like not even the actual summer league. So, you know, I don't get too hyped even when we favor a guy, but. 
Um, I think it does show off his range. It just shows off what he potentially could be like as far as what a player. But, but all right, it's the California Classic. Why the fuck are the Clippers not in it? Like, like, have you ever thought about that, dude? Why is it like the Lakers, the Warriors, and the how does Miami Heat get in there every year? I, I never yeah. understood. I never understood that. And I, I was I was thinking about the other day when I was watching. I'm like, how the fuck are the Clippers not in here? Donald Sterling. <laughs> I forgot about that guy. I, hey, there was a podcast on him. I suggest. I think ESPN did it. If really? you ever just if you guys are podcast like into podcasts, which you might be because you listen to our podcast, uh, you can go check that out. They did the whole the whole story on on Donald Sterling and his that dude was creepy, but uh, I just wanted to throw that in there. I don't know. That's a good point, I guess, why the Clippers aren't in there. Maybe know, somebody they, give they, they somebody hit, give us an answer. Hit me up, slide in my DMs, let me know if you guys if you guys have a legitimate reason why Miami is in there, not the Clippers. Also, Donald Donald Sterling was in the uh what is it, the winning time? Mm-hmm. Uh, that shit about Magic Johnson and the Lakers. Uh, he was in that. He was like, in, I remember he was like in episode two or three. He got introduced to Magic Johnson at like a pool party or something, dude. So it's just funny that guy. The dude was creepy, man. There was they talked about it on the on, on that podcast uh, yeah. series they did about him where he liked like he would like hold players' hands and like walk them around and shit. Like it's so <laughs> weird. <laughs> Can you Damn, imagine going hey, there? Elton Brand. Elton Brand was getting hella walk to practice, bro. By yeah, by old imagine? Donald. Yeah, just getting like just she's like full grip, like with your hands are just interlocked. And she's like, This is, and he was weird, like, This is our new power forward. There's a funny story about Blake Griffin, but oh, this, um, is, this is Darius Miles holding his hand. That's awesome. Yeah, it's so creepy, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the Kings, though, I, I, I posted the tweet again this week and I pinned it, Ryan, because we we did that episode, the trade deadline. Um, you know, Monty, Monty, Big Balls, McNair. So you look back at all Monty's moves. There's, there's these, there's periods in, um, in the NBA of, of where transactions occur: mid-season, before the season, draft, started free agency, right? And then kind of we have to decide on players and on your roster and contracts, kind of in the offseason. So there's like all these different periods, and he's gone through a couple of them now. He seems to have drafted well thus far. Uh, he manages the he values the cap and manages the cap thus far. He's been patient and not reactive with certain players. Um, you know, I think that he, I think that a lot of people to this point still have knocked him when it comes to the, letting Bogdanovich walk, which wasn't a mistake. Um, I think Buddy healed and then Marv Bag, but when you inherit kind of shit problems and assets that are devalued perception in per, with perception wise, I guess. You kind of can only get what you can get. The only one is still is Marvin Bagley. I wish that he, you know, he had a lot of time with Marvin Bagley, and I do wish that that one would have. Okay, yeah, he was gone, but I wish they didn't devalue the assets so much because Marvin Bagley just signed a three-year contract for twelve million a year with Detroit Pistons, roughly, and, and that's more than what Sean Holmes signed for last year. Isn't that pretty interesting? That you know that that happened, but it just it's it's just it's not a knock on him. It's just more like, you know, it, it, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. But the besides the point is, <laughs> is that he's kind of managed the assets real. That's the only one I guess is the knock that that I have on it. But he's done so well to this point. And then this offseason has been has been the same thing, man. It shows that it, when when that was kind of the hard part about the last couple of years with the Kings is that when Vladi Divac was building the roster, it didn't make sense the acquisitions, right? It, it made no sense what they were doing. They they signed Buddy Hill to this huge 
you know, contract, 20 million a year, 24 million a year, de-escalating, whatever it was. And then they proceeded to bench him within a month and put him off the bench. And then they don't sign Bogdanovich and then they start him. And then, and then the whole thing with Harry Giles, it's just weird. And then signing, uh, What's his fucking name? Uh, I can't even think right now, dude. This the center that they Dwayne Dedman. Dwayne Dedman. They signed Dwayne Dedman and they don't play him. It's like Corey Joseph to this huge. It just made no sense. These acquisitions for the last bunch of years with the Kings, and so then that's what we talked about. Like it got to the point where the Kings in twenty twenty almost had like this G League bench, this G League roster. It was kind of pathetic, and it didn't make sense to where a couple years ago they win 39 games, they fire Jaeger, they trade for Harrison Barnes. You're thinking, oh, they're going to smart, start making smart acquisitions, and then they don't. It's nice, I guess, at least he sees, sees what other people see, and then actually made, the moves make sense. Now, do they pan out? I don't know. I guess we'll wait to see if they pan out. But, like, on paper, you understand the approach, right? You understand what they're doing, getting the shooters and going after these types of players. What does it say, though, that the Kings were able to land Malik Monk? Like, um, because I think Malik Monk last year was kind of in a bright spot for the Lakers. I, I know, like, we listen a lot in Colin Coward. Colin Coward brought him up and talked about him a lot. And, uh, you know, to see like a guy like that's willing to go to Sacramento. I mean, well, I, I think that I think it says more about Deer and Fox, you know, um, that at least somebody was willing to come play with the guy. Granted, you know, they played in college and stuff together, but, um, <clears throat> those are the type of free agents you got to get if you're, if you're Sacramento, right? Those guys that, uh, you know, streaky, they, they've produced, they're not superstars. They're not going to break the bank, but they have, you know, someone thing me and you have talked about on the podcast is elite quality. And he, I would categorize him as an elite shooter, right? Like if you're a 39% three point shooter, a volume guy, like he is, um that's what they need so you know i think it says a lot about deer and fox and i think you know it says a lot about you know monty mcnair you know i i don't think vladi was able to pull his deal off i don't think past regimes were able to pull his deal off and i think the narratives changing just a little bit around sacramento you know you have sabonis who's a two-time all-star and you have deer and fox who i believe um, is one of the better point guards in the NBA. And I, I feel like he doesn't get the respect that he really deserves because he's in Sacramento. So, um, you know, it's it says a lot. I, I, I'm excited. Um, I, I didn't think the guy would go there. Dude, I thought, like, honestly, when I saw Malik Monk out there, I was like, dude, all right, either he goes back to L.A. or a team like, you know, or he stays in L.A. goes like the Clippers, right? Like, or he goes to, you know, a team like the Knicks that overpay. So, um, you know, it says a lot about Darren Fox, dude. That that's really exciting that he was able to bring his homie back or uh you know in to uh contribute. So I'm excited, man. Shooting length with herder, it doesn't get much better uh than that for the Kings in the first week of free agency. Well, the thing too about Malik Monk is something that I've pointed out for some time. When you talked about what you call him like second tier, like uh free agents in the market, I guess you can kind of categorize them as that. And like they're not A tier or S tier, like people like to put out there. Uh, there's only so many spots to and opportunities to play, right? And that's something when people say, well, free agents don't go to Sacramento and Sacramento can't do this, can't do that. There's only so many opportunities to get on the court and to actually play meaningful minutes. And um, I think that's where the Kings are at a, a place right now where, like you said, they are so young and, and, and 
inevitably because they've been so bad, they're they're somewhat ascending, you know, because you have guys kind of starting to hit the, their physical prime, their their pro prime. So it, yeah, it is going to attract. Him. I, I was I was surprised. I was eager and hoped that they would get him because that's who I really wanted going into the offseason. But I was a little bit surprised they were able to snag him. And the and what did he get? Two years, thirteen each. Was that it? Well, I don't think it was that much, was it? I don't know, but it's it. It's not crazy. Yeah, it might not have been that much, it's, it, but that's not crazy. And you know what's real interesting is, like, compare that to Bogdanovich just two years ago. Bogdanovich, I want to say, got $16 million or something. Yeah, it's Monk, tough. Monk, Monk got two years, 19. Yeah. And, and you, so that's, a, that's 24. He He's uh, a 13-point-a-game guy, played 20 minute, 28 minutes a game last year. Shoots forty percent two years in a row. I just feel like a couple of years ago, like guys on the like Luke Kennard was getting paid out fat, and there was like we're talking like upwards of eighteen million for certain players. And a couple of years ago, Bogdanovich, who who statistically I was I don't think he's even hitting Malik Monk's numbers. Not like Bogdanovich plays crazy D either, getting paid more than that. So to for to get him at that kind of uh, value at straight market value, kind of goes against what a lot of people have said about the Kings needing to overpay significantly for players, right? Yeah, I think the big knock, though, on on Malik Monk is the fucking defense, dude. They still don't have that guy, right? They still don't have that that defensive guy that um, I think that they're going to need. Um, but, I mean, you know, you brought up McDonavich. Let, let's see the stats right now. So, McDonavich is a career 14 points. And 38% three-point shooter. Last year, 15 points, 37% three-point shooter. So, um, you know, a lot of people... Did you play a lot, of, play a lot of games last year? 63 games. Okay. 15 points, four rebounds, three assists, 43% field goal percentage, and a 36.8 uh, three-point shooting. So, I mean, very, very similar. And, you know, Bogdanovich is... Going to be 30 by the time the season starts. What's that contract, though? And his contract, I think he made $72 million, didn't he? Yeah, it's was, it was crazy. But that, that was my point. Like, it's, you know, Bogdanovich is what he is. But it just goes to show the market just two years ago for, for players. Um, and I would say in that tier versus what the Kings paid, you know, that, that was my point. They, they didn't have to overpay because I think the Kings had paid the guy two years, 24 million. It probably would even have been that, that terrible, I guess. I think I still would have been like, Oh, you know what? Okay. I see what they're doing. Um, <clears throat> now the Kings have pretty much solidified the backcourt for sure. And they, uh, I guess they probably need one, a third point guard, which I don't know. Third point guard. It's not something I'm going to sit here and talk about tonight. I don't, I don't know. Uh, like you said, a lot of people said Horder is going to start at two, and it's like, yeah, he's six seven though. He is six seven. He can shoot, and the Kings have shown a lot that they they want to play this small ball stuff, and you know, and then they go have they get King and Murray. So within at the end of the season, and then losing the players they lose or whatever. Versus now, they go out, they get two guys who basically can play. One guy's a two three kind of, one's like a three four, and Murray and Horder, um, and they, so they satisfy some of the wings there. They go out and they get Malik Monk who is going to help in the backcourt. They still have Terrence Davis. They still have Tavion Mitchell. So they've kind of rounded out the, the the roster a little bit more balanced with guys. Who do you think – what do you think is going to be the starting lineup, Ryan? Like going into the season, what do you think the starting lineup is going to be? Man, 
I, I'll oh. go. I'll go what you think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because a lot. Uh, okay. I think that it's going to be, I think it's going to be Darren Fox, Malik Monk. All right. I think it's going to be um, Harrison Barnes. And I think Kevin Horter is going to start. I think that then they're going to start Sabonis. Uh, originally, I was kind of leaning towards like, I thought they might even start with Metu or some shit again, but I, I don't think they're going to do that. I, I think that's what they're going to do. I, I don't think Keegan Murray starts right away. And, and people were talk, saying, why not? Like, I don't know, man, he's just a rookie. I don't think they need to start him right away. I think he may start by 40 game mark, but you know, I, I think there's that. I, and Malik Monk, I think, I think that the him and Horder coming in and now you have two through three who literally are spot up shooters. I mean, Monk Horder and Barnes are all, like, you know, legitimate spot-up shooters in the NBA. And like you said, a better shooting team than really they've had in a while, just from those – so I, I, I think that they're going to go with that. And then I think with the bench, we have Mitchell. I still think Terrence Davis is young and cool um, for that role. And then you have Murray, and then you have Metu, and then you have Holmes. It's like, you know, all of a sudden guys who played somewhat meaningful minutes last year kind of push it down in the, in the roster. And so when I see that, and I see a team that has – a players who previously started like Holmes and Metsu and even Terrence Davis, like pushed down in the roster. I think that shows me that they're a little bit better of a team. Um, but do you, what do you think that starting line? Do you think they're going to start Monk? Do you think they're going to start Murray? Do you think they're start Herder? What do you think? I think, well, let's, let me preface this mistake. I don't, I don't know if I don't, I, I've just kind of been on the, on the side of Harrison Barnes isn't on Sacramento next year. But let's assume that he is. Yeah, today. I, make make it make it as of today. Yeah. Oh, man. oh, this is hard. Okay, so I think Sabonis, Barnes, Herder. Oh man. Malik Monk Fox. So you agree with me then? Yeah. I, I don't I think know, they dude. the thing is I think they brought him in for a reason. And I think if you look at the if you look at the Kings, right? And people are people are naturally gonna look at the roster and they're like this lineup rather, they're gonna be like, oh no defense. Well, okay, is there any combination of players on the Kings right now that is good defensively? What are you no. talking about? What are you talking about, Eric? Off night. Not okay. What <laughs> uh, he can still make an impact, whatever. You can be in the rotation. Like he can, you know, that, but that's the point I'm saying. Like there, there is no combination here that makes up even a decent defensive team. So is there might as well put the best offensive lineup possible on the court. I think that's why they went and got, went and got the two guys. So yeah. I think that, you know, yeah, and, and, then, and, and then, and then what's the second year? Like, okay. So we go, Dana I said, that's I said, Damon Mitchell, Davis, Terrence Davis. Yeah. Metu Murray and, and Holmes and Metu and Holmes yeah. started a lot of games for the Kings last couple of years. And Terrence Davis started games for the Kings last couple yeah. of years. David Mitchell I, I, started. I games. think from from my starting lineup, the only thing that I can think of, because of the second unit and shooting, I can see Terrence Davis starting at the two, and Malik Monk going to the bench. I I, I can definitely see that, but I think for sure they go Sabonis. And it also depends on who they're playing, right? Like if you're playing Minnesota, and Minnesota has Gobert and Carly Towns now. Rashawn Holmes might be in the starting lineup. You know, you might have to do where Holmes Holmes bumps in there. But um, if, you know, if I was a betting man, which I am, I would go with, uh, you know, Sabonis Barnes, Huerter, Monk, and Aaron Fox. So there's a thing going around this week, KC, 
on King's Land. You don't know if you saw that. Uh, friend of the show, Chris Laird, he came on the show, episode 100. So I got to shout out Chris. He's a nice guy. We met him, but he's he's like the ultimate fan, like super fan. And he has been just, he has died on the hill a couple times. And now he's, he's, uh, what's his name? He's like Boromir Ryan in the Fellowship of the Rings, where he's just mm-hmm. taking arrows, just still swinging. <laughs> like, you know, mm-hmm. that's what I think Chris Laird about Rashawn Holmes. But they have a bet going in case he says, like, it'll be like under five games or something of Rashawn Holmes starting uh, with Sabonis this year at the same time. And for me, I'm like, we've always said Holmes is really a power forward, I think. And other teams start two big guys. Everyone crushed me when I said that. Like, nobody does. I'm like, but Holmes isn't even really like a real big guy. He's not like a, you know, he's not like that big of a guy. I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to get into all that, but um, you know, Holmes, I don't know, man. I don't know what they, uh, Holmes is not tradable. I would say that he's not tradable right now. I think that a lot of those reports came out. It's just too bad because for like a year and a half, you and I sat on here and told everybody that you don't overpay guys because eventually like they're going to regress down when he, when we always knew when he got like 22 minutes, the guy was going to, he was going to regress down and it wasn't worth paying. And that's another stuck with that contract, but I guess he can, he's, he's solid. He's a solid bench center though. I'm not worried about that. Right. I'm, he's a solid bench center, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. Do you see them starting together? Do you really see them? I mean, barring injury. I mean, this is the thing, dude, if Darren Fox or not Darren Fox, if Harrison Barnes gets hurt, then yeah, like those guys are going to play together. Like, you know, barring injury. I, I don't think they start, you know, but yeah, dude, oh, freaking Rashawn Holmes. He's just, uh, dude, it, you know, and I'm sure we'll talk about it eventually because we always pick a hill to die on every single year. But me and you were very adamant. There was a lot of, lot of people who consider themselves uh, Kings media and insiders who were calling for Rashawn Holmes to get 18 to 20 million a year, 15 million a year, bare minimum, you know? It just, that's a, it's a fucking joke when you look back on it, dude, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to, I just want to kind of poke that out again. Anytime we could say we were right. Um, but I, I just think that, um, you know, with Keegan Murray and Harrison Barnes and Sabonis, I, I don't think Rashawn Holmes, there is a spot in the starting lineup barring injury for him. Yeah. And I'll, I'll make this note too, Ryan, real quick is that, I was on Twitter recently and I may have brought it up the last episode about um, Daquan Jeffries and how like, remember how people wanted him to start. And, and I, I got into it back and forth. Some people decided to go crazy against me. And I, and I always say like a lot of people make a lot of takes throughout the year and then they don't ever go back and revisit them. You know, they don't. And I think this off season really shows like the, uh, you know how much it, it, a little bit in wrong spending in the cap can kind of help can hurt your maneuvering or the roster. I always said in the years if the Kings hadn't thrown all that money at Corey Joseph, they would have had the flexibility to sign Bogdanovich a couple years ago. And it's just like little mistakes like that can be costly. So I don't think it's going to be a detriment for the Kings this season, but um, you know, and I, I do think that it's valuable to have bench players that go uh, to sorry starters, previous starters go to the bench. It's just like I said, that makes your your your, your team a, a little bit deeper, but. Um, I don't know. Fun to be back. Fun to do the episode, Ryan. Uh, I want to get on soon as things pop off and things happen. Uh, we're not breaking down summer league. So if you want to go 
do that, do that shit yourself or go find someone who wants to talk about it, but it doesn't mean anything. So, you know, I would say, don't forget that, but Hey guys, we appreciate you listening in. If you ever want to interact and be a part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. You can find Ryan and I on Twitter and Facebook at Kings cast Eric and at Kings cast Ryan. We are active on there, uh, including our group Kingsland. Kingsland is popping off. We've had a couple hundred new memberships in the last week. So join that uh, chat with all Kings fans just like you. If you want to support Kings cast, please slide down after the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If we see that, we'll read it on the show and give you a shout-out for sure. And then always check us out on the Believe Podcast Network where we are, the Sacramento Kings signature show. So with that, for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings. Kings. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.